0: you <laughs> Animal's Eye View podcast and I'm your host Lizanne Flynn. Before we get into today's subject matter I just wanted to thank all of you new signers up to my newsletter. There will be information coming out about an online psychic fair where we can connect and maybe if we haven't connected before I would love the chance to meet you. I think that would be so fun We'll be connecting either via video chat through a secure link that you'll get when you sign up for a mini session with me. And they're just saying twenty five percent discount off of my usual rates, which is something that I love to do for my clients to you know, especially these days, offer people a break, extend extend a hand and it's uh it's a nice way I think to Transition something that I'm really used to doing in my own practice, which is doing psychic fairs, but just in a little bit of a different way. Rest assured, the energy is the same to me. It doesn't matter whether we're in person on different sides of the planet (laughs) or connecting online. Everything will come through just as it's meant to. So thank you um, in advance for that. And go ahead and sign up for my newsletter because that's the best way for you all to keep up to date on what's going on and I would also like to say if you want to leave a review if you want to recommend the podcast to people if you want to tell me there's something you'd love for me to talk about something that you don't like about the podcast everything's up for grabs and I think that's an okay thing to do so let me hear from you. One of my most favorite books on the planet is A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. And when I was growing up, I was in something called the Junior Great Books Club, and then it was when you got to be in high school, it was the Great Books Club, where kids would get together, parents would be kind of like moderators of this book club. And so you would read the book, and then you would get together and discuss and all that kind of a thing and I think we probably read A Tale of Two Cities at that point in time way back in my high school years, and I had the opportunity to read it again for yet another book club. I'm kind of drawn to them. I do like the interaction and sharing with people what I thought about the book, hearing what they thought about the book, maybe having some quote-unquote spirited discussions. I think that's also a good thing. And it really, it gave me a much different perspective, I think, reading A Tale of Two Cities the second time around, of course, having a little bit of more life experience under my belt than it did the first time around. And uh, the first line, I think, is so apropos to where we are right now. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. And I think humans in particular, and I'll speak only for myself, and maybe for you as well, the juxtaposition of having perhaps so many things that don't serve our highest and best good being brought forth and laid bare in perhaps fairly brutal fashion for us to take a look at and see if we want to make additional choices about that, shift them around a little bit. So kind of the light aspect of that against the very, very, dark, shadowy background of so many members of our collective species known as human transitioning off the planet at this point in time. And sometimes I think for humans, as it, as it is for other animals on the planet, But and we'll talk about the difference in how animals think about their own transitions and the thing that we call death of the spirit leaving the physical form. And I think one of the things that it's doing for people, for humans, is that it's highlighting the brevity, I think, of this experience that we have down here on this planet, and at the same time, that's also on the very opposite end of the spectrum, and 180 degrees at the very least away, is also the fact that we likely have more say and perhaps maybe could have more say in how we want to design our collective structures that maybe we haven't thought about before. And I think the thing with humans is that our default is to individual awareness and then we go to collective awareness. For animals it's that their collective awareness comes first and kind of nestled within and definitely a part of that collective awareness is individual experience. So they know that it's the overarching consciousness and awareness that kind of keeps everybody together. At the same time, they are more than willing to do a very deep dive into what they understand to be their individual experience here on this planet. And so, I don't think that they ever really think of themselves as alone, as I think maybe some of us might be thinking of ourselves as being alone right now. For me, I'm pretty used to working at home by myself. And I freely admit that when I first started doing this work and traveling down this path, that was really challenging for me. And I think probably even more so, and I'll step back a little bit further for deeper perspective, and maybe you've had the same experience. When my body got diagnosed with MS, I would do kind of crazy-making things, (laughs) like be on IV steroids to basically stop the immune system in its tracks to keep from attacking my nervous system and my body in general at the same time while i would have an iv port embedded in the back of my hand i would go into work like it was just nothing and keep in mind i had two little kids at that point in time i had a hr management position and when i look back on that i kind of shake my head because it also it gives me a perspective on how deeply attached i was to that job and that part of my professional career at that point in time and little did I know is that shortly after my body got diagnosed with MS that I would be called upon to surrender that job and that career as well and so staying home with my kids that was not something that to be perfectly honest with you I necessarily imagined for myself in this lifetime and again hindsight being 2020 it gave me an opportunity it was such a gift To be able to be there for my kids, especially during middle school, during high school when they would come home, we would have questions about relationships, about girls, about boys, all those sorts of things that I definitely would have missed if I had been working full time and working in probably a corporate setting. The other thing that I discovered when I started working at home by myself is that I had to be pretty good about discipline with myself and not allow myself oh it must be um, oprah (laughs) o'clock instead of wine o'clock it would be oprah o'clock or whatever particular talk show i happen to be a fan of at that point in time just as it's the best of times and it's the worst of times the best of times and the worst of times for me is that there are all of these free channels now on my cable TV provider network, and it's <laughs> it's of course all of the animal channels <laughs> that I'm having difficulty with in disciplining myself and saying, okay, you could take your lunch break and you can watch maybe a half an hour to 45 minutes of this, and then you must get back to Doing what it is that you do best, which is creating and holding space first and foremost for myself and then for my clients and then by extension the rest of the planet. My thought about all the cable providers, and I don't know if that's the same for you, providing free TV, is and different, you know, premium movie channels and things like that I'm fairly certain they're thinking well you know we're going to show people how great this is because everybody is at home and yes this is a good thing for us to do and yes I'm sure the other side of that is maybe they'll see what they're missing and maybe they'll take the leap and actually increase their subscription to us and pay us more money I don't I don't doubt and I don't fault them for that I mean that's just how this works at this point in time the best of times and the worst of times particularly i think where you might be feeling the light at the end of the tunnel and i'm i'm a firm believer in that i think the body often picks up on full moons new moons uh, shifts in astrology shifts in planet all that kind of thing the body in its infinite wisdom will kind of bring that energy into you And you might be thinking, why am I feeling this way? What's going on? I'm not really, what's, this is a new different thing. First and foremost, is this mine? Very important question to ask. And because the body is so good at bringing that information in, I would not be at all surprised if, even if you're not experiencing this in your own family and having family members, transition because of COVID-19, I would not be at all surprised if you're starting to feel and to experience other forms and other kind of waves of grief that are kind of coming across the planet at this point in time. I think it's the the preemptive grief that is the thing that again in juxtaposition of perhaps some other positive things that might be happening that's a challenging place to be it's a challenging place to hold at the same time within one hand or two hands together the best of times and the worst of times and if you will that's actually how animals live their lives all of the time. They're able to stand in this incandescent center of this experience. They don't make it about light and they don't make it about shadow and they certainly don't make it about their transition from this planet because I have yet to work with an animal who didn't already know the direction that they're going. They have this marvelous way of living their soul path at the same time of being in the experience you don't ever hear a dog go oh I'm dog on this planet I don't know what it means to be dog I'm searching for the meaning of dog they just they just don't do that they land on the planet they go oh yep dog cat lizard horse chihuahua it doesn't really matter I know exactly who I am on this planet whereas humans we kind of have created these structures and these myths for ourselves that we search sometimes our whole lives over for our sole purpose and our, our meaning on this planet. And in watching these animal channels there are a couple of them that deal more often with farm animals and the transition of farm animals. And I was really struck by sometimes euphemistic terms that humans use to deal with death. With animals we call it putting them down. We sometimes call it, especially with our companion animals, putting them to sleep. I was curious about the putting them down so I looked that up and that's actually kind of a a phrase from way back and the putting them down means a returning them to earth, putting them down back into the earth i.e. referring to the actual burial of the physical body which to a certain extent I really like the energy about that but with humans there's also a putting them down as in I'm going to put you down and I'm going to strike you down and I'm going to there's there's a little bit of at least for me kind of um, a hind end if you will kind of quasi aggression about that And I think that with this preemptive grief that we're going through and at the same time maybe understanding and beginning to catch glimpses of why this particular experience is happening for all of us who happen to be sharing airtime, space time, plant time, animal time, crystal time on the planet at this point in time, that's a challenge. That's a challenge to hold the space of understanding what's happening for so many members of our species. And I think the more you can, I would invite you, the more you can step into that place of understanding this shift, understanding this deep change, understanding that perhaps it's not likely we will head back and be the same as things were before. Perhaps there will be monumental changes to the way that we interact with each other in order to survive on this planet. I don't think necessarily all is lost. Just as it goes, there it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Just as animals see their own transition as moving into a different room and a different experience and a different adventure, I would invite you to see if you can reach out and embrace that to see if you can let go of the fear just a little bit visualize yourself if you need to a leaf flowing gently down a stream maybe it feels like it's niagara falls at this point in time you are a leaf you are capable of floating upon the water that's carrying you to your next destination and I think maybe that's the first step of being able to realize that we can hold space. We can have it be, as Dickens wrote, the best of times and the worst of times. We can transition to working from home. And lo and behold, if our bosses said, have said before, no, you can't telecommute. That's absolutely impossible that's a positive thing. You've now proven to your boss that, yes, absolutely, I can telecommute. I can telecommute quite effectively. And actually, perhaps, it's maybe even better to me, better for me to work at home because I feel more productive and I can maybe actually get more done at home because I feel more relaxed and more comfortable. You see, I think there's going to be many, many, many layers to this. And where animals are used to stepping into of a, if you will, a telepathic download of the energy fields present in each and every single moment, I think that's one of our next steps as well, to be able to hold space for death and birth at the very same time, to be able to float on that transition period that naturally occurs after death and before rebirth can happen. The the more we can kind of let go The more we can think of death as not a death, but as a transition, and as everything, as the saying goes, ancient Greek philosopher Heraclitus, the only constant is change. Animals know this well, I'm confident that part of the message the virus is bringing to us is the only constant is change. In this best of times and in this worst of times, I don't think all is lost. I do think that we can work at home and (laughs) have boundaries about (laughs) watching our favorite animal channels and, and again have the best of times while at the same time knowing that we're capable of gliding through and over and with the worst of times just like animals on the planet do every single moment of every single day. They're with you on this journey, as am I. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animals Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.